Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Art Talkin'. Today's artist is the incomparable Kathy Kitts, and I can't wait for you guys to see what she is about. She works on UPO and acrylic paintings, and she is brilliant. So come join me on exploring and discovering her world. Hey everybody, welcome to Art Talkin'. I am so delighted and excited to have our next artist, Kathy Kitts. Welcome. Welcome to Art Talking. I'm so excited to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Paul. Thank you so much for having me here. I am excited to have you on on here because, first of all, you know how much I love you and how much I love (laughs) your art. And, um, you know, I remember when I first met you, and I think it was at the Georgia Watercolor Society, obviously. And um, there was a conversation that I think we had with another uh, another member there. Um, and uh, you have mentioned that you, I believe you've mentioned that you were a teacher there uh, in Miami, correct? Or or is that the other person? I think it was um, Kai, right? Kai uh, was, was a teacher? Yes, Kai was, <laughs> Kai was the teacher. Yes. I wasn't sure. I was like, I wonder <laughs> if you were, I had to make sure because I was like, oh, because either way, I mean, you're, you still do, you also teach people in your, in your classes anyway, you have workshops and stuff like that. And you're an international artist. So you get that, uh, all that a wonderful opportunity to get your, your techniques across to, to students anyway, as well. Correct. Yes. I do yeah. teach either watercolor and also acrylic. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to ask you that. So what are the mediums that you work on? And uh, I, I remember specifically that you worked on UPO. And that was your your main drive as well, correct? Correct. Yes. My watercolors, I discovered UPO a number of years ago. Mm. I was working in oils originally and then just went to watercolors when my children were little and didn't want to have the oils out there for them to get into. So <laughs> I started taking watercolor <laughs> classes and workshops and I discovered UFO from one of my teachers oh. and struggled with it like everyone when they first try it but Mm. was determined to make it work and I finally did and that's my favorite paper for watercolor yeah yeah well I think I mean I know we've had several um submissions from you from the members show at the Georgia Watercolor Society and the International and I remember one of them was so mesmerizing and I, I I don't remember the title I believe it was Sienna something uh, or oh, I, I can't remember. It was Sienna. a couple years. Yeah, yeah I did a, a series and they're on my website and it was Awakening and they were Awakening. Oh, Awakening Sienna was one of the series and then several of the others. That's correct. That's right. And More it was positive. so beautiful. Thank you yeah. so much. So I know you also do acrylic. So do you yes. uh, do you prefer one over the other or it's based on what's at the moment and how you're feeling? It's based on what I found that I or inspired me to create and which medium would work best for it, whether it be the watercolor, if it's a landscape, because I do a lot of landscape abstract. And then on the acrylic, it's larger canvases. And those are typically non-objective. So right. I love playing with that and doing that and just finding what works and what inspires me. And I love experimenting with a lot of different things and right. seeing where it takes me. 
got to. And I know uh, one of the things that I just love about your artwork is that you use texture. You yes. use a lot of uh, uh, these movements in your paintings. They're yeah. very, they're just, they're just so, you, I mean, you can just stay in one spot and just stay there for a while and then go to the next spot within the same painting and just wonder what's going on, what, you know. Can yeah. you explain? Can you can you in, indulge us a little bit about that? <laughs> when you like, you, you you're you're my kindred soul in my in my opinion oh, because I you. love texture. So, what yeah. is it about? Is is texture your thing? Yes, it is. I you know, <laughs> and I think that's why I, I love um, Yupo so much because yeah. it is it's forgiving, but it's you can wipe everything away in a second because the paper is non-absorbent. But I can create so much texture by layering and layering, taking off. I press, you know, st I use stencils, I use stamps, I use brushes, sponges, whatever I can find to make all kinds of marks and texture and keep adding to it. And then I get the depth from that. And I do similar type of technique with my acrylics. And I also will do, you know, layering and putting in paper doing collage work and all kinds of things and i i just love experimenting and seeing what i can create and the more texture and the more depth i have the better i like the piece yeah yeah yes and i and, and i mean for me as an art appreciator as well it's just like you could like i said earlier you could just stay in there and just look yeah. at these movements that are happening that are creating so beautifully by by your by your technique approach and your brushes and all these things uh, and it's you. just really mesmerizing so do you would you be able to just for for our audience who doesn't know what is yupo can you explain what is yupo i know what it is but i i because <laughs> you're i would i would consider you the queen of yupo at the moment i would consider you the queen of yupo oh if you don't you. mind me if you don't mind me no. calling you that <laughs> no not at all not at all um it is polyurethane is that correct i think that's what it's made from it's a plastic non-absorbent tree-free recyclable paper Right. It doesn't tear, um, but when you put your paint on, the watercolor on it, it floats on top. You can move it around, mm. but I, and I really don't know how else to explain the paper. A lot of it was used and is still used for packaging, and it's also the plastic you see a lot of times on menus and bill, bill, yeah. billboards and things like that gotcha. yeah. because it, you put it out in the weather, but. Again, if you're painting on it with watercolor especially, you definitely have to put a layer of varnish or the spray acrylic on top of it to set it. Otherwise, you can wipe it all off and it's gone. Right, and it'll be destroyed. Yeah. yeah. And that would not be a good thing, especially if you work <laughs> no. so hard in layering and putting all kinds yeah. of uh, approaches and brushes. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, that would be very sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of my mistakes when I touch it or use it, that's where more texture comes in because I have to layer more color on top of it to yeah. pick where I lifted on that I didn't want lifted. Right, right. But it's fun. That's awesome. Well, thank you for explaining that for those who don't know what oh, UPO paper yeah. is. And obviously it comes in different thicknesses and sizes. So, you know, you can always, uh, if anybody's uh, looking to look what that is, you know, I, I would definitely recommend to go to Kathy Kitts' website, which I'll put on the description below so that way they could see some of the brilliant 
creation that you have oh, on well, there. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> now, I have some interesting, um, you know, when, when you're when you're doing some of these uh, these approaches. Now, I mm-hmm. you talked about the UPO part, and um, and you, you talked about what it is in terms of how you approach it. Now, with the acrylic, uh, do you do that on on canvas or do you do that on 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 uh, like a hardy board type of uh, um, you know surface or what do you yeah. use when you're doing uh, your acrylics because those are brilliant as well those are oh, really beautiful thank you um mostly i've been using large canvases mm-hmm. social canvases and i've also started recently using like 12 by 12 boards and they're just okay. uh, the wood and that I prime and work on those. I don't buy the ones that are already primed. So you do all the prepping for it. The prepping for it, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a little more cost effective to do it that way. And then I just have fun. So those are my little 12 by 12s. And I have some of those. I love those. Those are your new ones that you That are on my website now, yes. Yeah, yeah. Continuing with those, those are fun and it's very different, but I love working large and the large canvases are, are fun to do. How large have you gone? How, how large would you go if somebody would be interested in getting something from you? Well, the ones that are on stretchers, the largest are 40 by 60. And, and then I have rolls of canvases that I don't stretch and I just leave plain and they're like four foot by five foot. I guess, wow. or five by five, five foot by five foot. So they're wow. different. Yeah. Got you. So you, when you, if you, those that you don't stretch, but do you do your own stretching as well? Or do you buy them, you get them pre-stretched for it and then you take care of the rest? No, I buy them already. The ones that I have that are already on stretchers. Okay. I don't stretch. I used to stretch many, many years ago and put right. them on too much that's, work. I, I don't was going to say that's a lot of work. Is it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I know. I've tried to do that once and twice, and I was not very successful. I think I've yeah. made more holes into the backing yeah. of the thing. Yeah. By the time that I was done, I think the frame that was holding the stretcher uh, or the canvas itself was about to yeah. fall apart. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is not working. Yeah. It be, yeah. When I was younger, it was okay. I'm getting yeah. too old to be doing all that work. So yeah, no, all that, I'm already stretched. Yeah, all that clamping. I mean... I, yeah. You know, I, I know that that could do a little, little stressing on the hand when you try to pull and clamp and staple it, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> getting it on the right, right and tight enough. Yeah. 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 So I have another interesting question for you. Like mm-hmm. I noticed in your, when you, the, your newest series, you know, you like to play with some soft earthy color palette. Um, do you, is that your pref- your preference or do you prefer to go in a different, do you like to experiment in color palettes as well? I typically love earth colors and muted colors. Um, and that's what I've used for years and years. And when I try to use brighter colors, when I push myself and say, okay, I'm going to use red and I'm going to, mm-hmm. it gets covered up and very little of that red stays. <laughs> And so, I, so somehow yeah. it makes its way where where you really yeah. wanted it to really go. Yeah. And then it may have a little bit of the red showing through, which I like. But I did a couple red paintings, and it was like this just is not me. Yeah. And I think yeah. everybody, you know, gravitates to their own personal yeah. palettes and colors that work for them. Right. But I love well, push, pushing myself and trying things. But different things. Again, yeah. 
it always yeah. comes back to my colors. Comes- <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a specific color like there's a specific color that is in Kathy Kitts's like you know tool box of of paint like I must always have this with me I can't live without it it's like that's the staple in terms of everything else bounces off of that what would that color be or you could have two colors (laughs) or three the colors yeah the the two colors that I always like to use or or they're in there somewhere even if they're mixed with others is green gold Mm. and transparent yellow iron oxide are my favorite oh nice Oh, I got it. Okay, that sounds really. So I'm sure I've seen it because I love your 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 palette anyway. And when you have your layering and your texturing and your, yeah. and your pieces anyway, so I'm sure it's part of. So does that work for your acrylics as well as your um, watercolors? Like do you use those type, the same type for yeah. for both. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I use similar colors. Those again, those are the ones I gravitate to. So you typically see those colors now. I'll vary it a little and bring in some blue sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's the browns, the earth tones, the greens gotcha. that are in my, all my pieces really. In all your pieces. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, that's, that that thread that ties them yeah. all in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And do you use a specific brand or do you just go for what you see and you just go for it and then whatever happens, whatever magic you throw down, that's what's going to happen. Or do you prefer to go to a certain group of, you know, this person's brand or that, that, that person's brand is more preferable over others because I don't want to, you know, is there anything like that? Or does it? I try to buy um, artist quality, Mm -hmm. but I have all different brands. I find a color and every color, even though it may have the same name is going to be different for each manufacturer. So mm-hmm. if I find a particular color that I like, I'm going to stick with it. And mm-hmm. some of them are the, you know, student grades for one or two of the colors because I can't find them anywhere else. But I love them so much. I buy them anyway. Right. And then I have, you know, some of the top more expensive brands and I use all of them. And typically I use the less expensive ones as my first coats. Gotcha. Spread it over the whole canvas or the paper and then towards the end, if I have the really expensive colors, I'll use those as my finished colors. That's awesome. Well, I think they, I mean, obviously you could see that in the art pieces that you put there. Uh, for all of us who either purchase or appreciate, it's <laughs> always great to see them going out there and just, well, did you, did you enter anything for this year's um, national show? Um, or member show? I don't. I I didn't have time to submit for the national, but I did for the members. Okay, gotcha. Because I didn't put anything for the members, and I think I did for the national. And I was like, okay, how does, you know, do do you ever find that it's it becomes a little bit complicated and harder to get people to see, particularly the jurors, obviously, because it's not for us. It's whoever the juror is at the moment to pick. You know, do you do you find that difficult when you think that this is really what, you know, you're very proud. I mean, obviously, you're always proud of your pieces. You're hoping that yeah. one of them is selected. But do you find that, um, you know, do you find that a little bit sometimes difficult if you can't get in? And, and how, you know, how do you, you know, how do you work that around if, you did, if it doesn't get through the way you hope or receive well, the way? You yeah. Hope? And- you know, an artist life, that's part of it. I mean, if you, you've got to develop a tough skin because mm-hmm. there's rejection all the time. 
I mean, even all the way up, the top artists get rejected. So it's like, okay, I just have, it took a number of years, but you have to realize, you know, it's okay. You're going to get rejected. That doesn't mean your piece is bad. Right. It just means it didn't get in there for whatever reason. It may not have fit the show and fit in with what they're looking for or have too many of whatever your subject matter was. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to pick it. Um, but I just keep painting. I, you know, yeah, yeah. I, that's what you have to do. You have to yeah. believe in yourself. You have to keep on going. You don't give up. And it's hard to say, ignore what they say or ignore <laughs> things if they don't pick your piece. Because, you know, and a lot of times I've submitted, you know, they let you put in three and I'm thinking, oh, this is the one that's going to get in. And that's not the one that gets in. It's the one that's like, well, I'm going to do this one for number three. And that's the one that gets they in. Pick. So it's like, you know, you never you don't know what the, the juror is going to see or what right, they want right. to show. And they're looking at it totally different than you are. You created it. Right, so, yeah. Right. yeah. 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 You don't know. So when you're when you're painting for your for your clients, right, and your your clients, do you do they come to you with specifics, or do they come when they go look at your your studio and your art pieces? It's there, and they and it's for the picking. Or do they come to you with their requests, a list of things that they want? Oh, I would like this, or <laughs> you know, because sometimes you have that. Yeah. Sometimes you come across you know customers who want something specific, and then you're like, well, I really don't. You know, do you do you come across that, and what do you? How do you approach that? The majority of my sales have been from my inventory. Mm. I've had a few commissions where they've seen something, or they have an idea of what they want. They like how I paint my style, and say, "Can you paint this for me?" But that that's the rarity. Mm. I sell most of mine from what I, you know, my inventory. What you have inventory, yeah. And that's always good because then you don't have Com- that pressure, right? <laughs> commissions, commit, you know, and the few commissions I've done, several of them have been very easy and they mm-hmm. just loved what I did. And, th- and then you get the one where they want so many changes. Yeah, yeah. Or reworks. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you have to be careful in the beginning if you get something in writing from them, you're going to get, you say, like, okay, you could only have three or four changes. Right. They, you know, that type of thing, because they'll go on and on forever. No, you can't. Yeah, that, that <laughs> destroys the creativity of the creative yeah. flow, so to speak, as yeah. well. So that's not always great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I, I just, as you can see, and the reason why I, I, I wanted to interview you, because I, I've just love your your art pieces. I love your perspective. I love your color palette. I love the oh, the layering of textures. I love how you um, your movement that you have in your pieces. And I am am just so excited to have the, the opportunity to interview you. And I'm excited that you accepted Thank to you. be. be <laughs> um, so before we wrap it up, because I, I, I don't want to take too much of your time, because I don't want you to stop your flow of being oh. creative. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> what is what's the what's the what's the one thing that you would that you would like for your art to mean for all who see it and those who uh or purchase it what would what's that one thing that you would like for your for the for your art to mean to them for all of us 
That's a heavy well, question, right? Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Sorry. Uh, yeah, let's end on the big note here. Well, Go for it. <laughs> I want you know, artists so individual. I want them to look at it and just go, wow, you know, and just stare at it and just enjoy it and continue to see things in it because most of my work is non-objective or very impressionistic um, and, and just have want to live with it forever and enjoy it the whole time that they have it, you know? Right. Yeah. That's a great answer. That wasn't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why you're the queen of Epo. That's why you're an expert. That's why you're the, you're the, you're, you're the cream of the crop. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to wish you all the best in all the things that you do. I still am working on, uh, on my funds to get that one piece that you have. Uh, it, I know you say you're going to perhaps save it for me, but maybe if you got it sold, that's great. That's no, better that... for you. But, <laughs> but yeah. I just want all the best for you. And thank you so thank much you. for being so supportive to me and my art oh, as well. Oh, you're yeah, you're wonderful too, Paul. You do I'm working on stuff for <laughs> all of us. You really do. Yeah, I enjoy. I need to get back into a little bit more. I just don't have the 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 the, the, the drive at moments. Sometimes you kind of just get a little bit yes. stagnant. I'm sure. I'm sure you get through that too, and you just like oh. yes, <laughs> yeah, you do. But the time and life gets in the way, so yes. Life is what happens when you're busy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, anything new that's happening happened that you want to share? That you think that you, the people would love to know because <laughs> I know there's something. <laughs> yeah, there is. I'm very honored and pleased. I was just awarded my signature status in the National Watercolor Society. So, <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's and that is, me. and that is very hard to get in, isn't it? Because I, I know I've yeah. submitted, it and it's like, okay, who are you? <laughs> but I know it's subjective, yeah. as we said. The, the it, jurors is. Are, yeah. it is, and as my husband like told me just a little while ago, what it took you twenty years of painting to get in. I guess it did. <laughs> so don't give up. So don't give. That's the moral of this story, right? Don't, <laughs> don't give up. Give up. <laughs> oh goodness. So um, I think we're, you know, just to make sure that we had the information for people to follow you on your social media or website. Could you mind just giving us that information? And I'll put it on the description below as well. Okay, it's um, Kathy Kitts, and that's K-A-T-H-Y-K-I-T-Z dot com is my website. Kathy Kitts for Facebook and Instagram is Kitts Kathy. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I can't thank you enough for, first of all, sharing some of your time with me and our audience today, sharing your love of art, sharing your art, and just being awesome. I just can't thank oh. you enough, Kathy. I, <laughs> I know well, your head is big, you. even just because you got national. <laughs> just because you guys are the national uh, signature national, your head's going to be even bigger. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> For just a couple of days, I'll, <laughs> I'll check up on.
you have it peel, peeled over. <laughs> it will happen to Cavi. I don't know. Right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I hope well, not. But, yeah. No, you is well deserved. It's so, see that's what, that's why I love you because you you I mean it may have taken you twenty years like your husband said, but you kept you kept at it. You kept going yeah. and you kept putting it in. You kept putting yeah. your artwork out there for people to appreciate. And like me, I'm an art appreciator, and I appreciate yeah. you. So thank you oh, again so much for the, your time. Oh, you're very you. welcome. Thank you, Paul. All right, my friend. Talk to you soon. Thank I'll you. come. I might have to interview you again, like maybe this time next year, to see what's going on in your world. Okay. Yes. Please do. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for joining me on this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. See you on the next one.